0: We've been talking a lot in our 2022 episodes about the transition that we're seeing in the economy. But today we'll talk about one of the most important transitions of all. Here's what matters. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin.
1: And I'm Robert Betts.
0: And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments.
1: In this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share insights from the multi-asset solutions team, what we think matters as we manage investment solutions.
0: That includes Mainstay's diversified portfolio series, including the Income Builder Fund, as well as bespoke solutions for our partners.
1: By sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors.
0: Welcome, everybody. It's the week of February 14th, 2022. And today in podcast world is a very, very sad day because after more than five years at New York Life Investments and more than two years, if you can believe it, Robert, on this podcast, Robert is leaving us for greener pastures. We are so, so excited for him. We're excited for the podcast too. We have some new ideas that we'll be sharing with you soon. But at least for today, Robert, thank you so much for being such an interesting and and fun guiding light to the markets here in the past couple of years.
1: It is really a sad day for me to be leaving, uh, moving on to different things, but I can't help but notice what an amazing opportunity being on this podcast has been. Over the last two years, we've received so many listener questions. We've engaged with our audience. They've been so engaging of our content and asking us so many good questions that it's just been truly a learning experience for both us, and our listeners. And I really want to celebrate that time at the firm and everything I've learned working for a portfolio management team, buy-side investors, reading sell-side research, Working with economists and leveraging views from other strategists around the firm by spending time with you on this podcast and discussing some of my favorite things.
0: Well, it's a it's a really kind point, and it's one that I just want to echo because as much as Robert, you have poured into this podcast and that we, you know, work together with all the different stakeholders that you've mentioned to put it together, we also get so much combined interest and shared knowledge from our listeners. And, you know, what you say every week at the beginning of Of the podcast, you know, by sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. And I just really feel that that shared knowledge leads to more effective management of money.
1: Yeah. And not to mention all the shared knowledge that we've alluded to from our own team with truly people much smarter than myself. I'm so lucky to have also been able to learn from their experiences and their theoretical and applicable knowledge.
0: Yeah. And one shout out I'll add here just in a moment of podcast gratitude is that some of those people much smarter than ourselves come from our different investment boutiques because New York Life is a family of investment strategies with folks just so dedicated to the asset class and the market that they service. And that provides us just really unique, specific and diversified knowledge with which we can bring insights to this audience.
1: Yes. Deep asset class knowledge. And so when we combine the power in a smart way you and I, it truly does bring out so much power that's in the hands of our listeners.
0: Well, Robert, since this is your last episode, I want to just give you the full limelight and would love to ask you, what are your favorite lessons from your years here? I think it's been like seven years. So if you had just a takeaway or two, what's the most important?
1: Mm. Well, LG, you would be happy to know that there are three things. Oh my gosh.
0: I'm touched. I feel like this, um, what was once a bit of a podcast joke has made its way into, you know, forever history. I'm so proud of you.
1: Uh, thank you. And of course, there have to be three things. The first is that the market is a non-stationary entity made up of individual decision makers, all driven by different and competing investment interests. So that's the big one market's non-stationary. And then from that, the second is that timing the market becomes very hard in that backdrop. And we talk about that all the time on the program. But I'm happy to say the third thing is that there's ways to create value in an investment portfolio and to identify value for investors.
0: Well, if I might've been happy that you learned something from me in identifying three things from almost any question, I have to then shame myself for you learning things like saying non-stationary in a podcast. So <laughs> let's let's start with that first item. The market is non-stationary. I agree with you. I think it's an awesome point, but what do you mean by that?
1: Okay, well, let's break it down for our listeners. Non-stationary behaviors are trends, cycles, what statisticians call random walks, or the combination of all three. And so data, non-stationary data as a rule, if we think about it, market agnostic means that it's unpredictable and cannot be modeled or forecasted. So if we apply that to the markets, the application becomes pretty simple that predicting the market and its move every day is challenging because the future is inherently unpredictable.
0: What I'm hearing you say there is just that stocks don't always go up.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's a good line. But it's even more than that, that the relationships between stocks or companies are never certain and they can change over time. So what was once a significant driver of the market or a company's performance may no longer matter or may stop mattering for a bit or may matter in a different way. So not only is the future difficult to predict, but even if you got the prediction right, the way that the market, the sum of all buyers and sellers responds to that factual event might not be the way that you expected or that history said it should go.
0: Well, that's a great transition to your second point, or at least the way that I understand it, which is just, it's impossible to time the market.
1: (laughs) Exactly. We talk about that one all the time on the program.
0: I mean but it's still what investors try to do right so what is an investor to do
1: oh man i i mean even even with that knowledge that i have i still wish i could time the market and my colleague amit sony from the portfolio management team on the multi asset solutions team we used to love to talk about this and we talk all the time about the value of dollar cost averaging dollar cost averaging or dca is an investment strategy in which an investor can take their lump sum the the total amount of cash inflow that they have and divide it up to be invested across periodic purchases so a period of time be it every day every week every month in an effort to reduce the impact of volatility on the overall purchase and that's because the purchases occur regardless of the price of whatever you're investing in. They're just time bound. They're just happening at a regular point in time.
0: Okay, so the benefit of this strategy then is that it removes a lot of the detailed work attempting to time the market in order to make purchases of equities the best prices or hypothetically.
1: Yeah, and while this strategy can't ensure profit or loss, nothing really can, there is always the chance that the market goes down forever, you know. It is the best strategy we know of to accumulate long-term wealth and avoid some of the behavioral mistakes that so often erode investment return, like buying high because they see the market going up and see prices keep going up and then selling low because they're discouraged by the downward trend in prices.
0: Well, it sounds like then we're we're getting to your last point about identifying value because With non-stationarity, it sounds like it would be really hard to identify value and generate alpha in a portfolio, but obviously that's what investors strive to do. So what are your thoughts there?
1: Yes, this one can come in a lot of different shapes and sizes, but I would argue that to your point, it's not necessarily in the traditional sense, like picking the best companies or predicting the future or timing the market.
0: Interesting. Say more on that.
1: Okay, well, if we think about the premise of investing, when you're buying a security, like a stock or a bond, it's giving you a stake in an actual business and its performance. So what are the cash flows gonna look like? So if you think about how an investor would generate alpha in that situation, an investor would have to identify an attractive investment when the price of the security is being offered below the fundamental value of the business activity. And that's made up of all those predicting the future things and non-stationary things that we found difficult to do. This requires making 10-year judgments about a business's dynamic and the future state of the world. And while it's not impossible to do that, and while there's a lot of investors out there that have had success doing it, that's the part that making that 10-year judgment is the part that we sometimes like to push back against.
0: All right, I'm going to nudge you one more time on this then to ask, where does investor value come from if not assessing these opportunities?
1: Well, like I said, it's not that you can't generate value that way. It's just that there's probably better ways for the average investor to generate value. And that comes from the ability to manage portfolio risk in total. Investors can tailor their investment strategy to more accurately achieve investment goals and mitigate market risks just through good investment behaviors and the right blend of investments in a portfolio. With so many investment solutions out there and strategies out there, it's not lost on me on how confusing and difficult it can be to navigate and combine the right assets together. But I have seen firsthand how advisors, financial professionals, and portfolio managers across asset classes are able to combine their asset classes together and various financial solutions to add significant value to a portfolio and help investors achieve their goal.
0: Well, I hate, hate, hate to say it, but that is it for today. And Robert, I want to thank you not only for the sharing these insights with us, it's always so nice to get a moment in your career retrospective on the investment environment. So thank you for putting them together. For our listeners, in terms of coming up next, I will be back soon for more Market Matters. We have big plans for the podcast in 2022 and beyond. But for now, Robert, thank you so much for your contributions. We will certainly miss you.
1: Yes, I will miss you and all the listeners today. truly is a hard day.
0: In the meantime, please keep coming with your questions or topic of interest. You can reach out to us on social media. You can send us questions and you can follow our views, which will continue on our website, which is newyorklifeinvestments.com. Clicking the insights tab, missing Robert Sarenbutts now and forever. I'm Lauren Goodwin. See you next time. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamont, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about Mainstay Funds, call 1 800 624 6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with the New York Life Insurance Company. The mainstay funds are managed by New York Life Investment Management, LLC and distributed by NY Life Distributors, LLC. 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. A wholly owned subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company. NY Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.